start with Ezra Hashem, Daf Mem Tes, the new parak, and really it's going to revert back to a concept we had before, and the Ran really highlights this at the beginning, is Benedarm Halach Achar Lashem B'nei Adam, that we're going to go after what's commonly used, that's what a person referred to when they made the nether. So in that vein, we're going to go through a bunch of different instances of what is included, what isn't included. So now, Hanoider Zak the Mishnah, Hanoider Menam Avoshel, if a person makes a nether that he's not going to eat cooked foods, okay, bad, uh, bad heartburn or something, right? So he makes a nether. Generally, nedarim were made in reaction to someone being upset, something happened, okay? So that's the way they would express themselves in other mevoshel. So what, if you say you're, you're not going to have cooked food, so then mutter bitsli, you're allowed to have roasted food because what we're saying is cooked doesn't equal roasted. Uvishaluk and shaluk. Now, normally, and the Ron points this out, normally when we say shaluk, we mean like overcooked, that's what shlokos are, right? Vegetables, super soft, right? So it's overcooked. However, over here, the Ran says that it's referring to, it's referring to a basho vole basho. Well, it's actually undercooked. Okay, so not cooked enough. And the Mepharshim explain that if you think about it, the problem is like this. Since nidarim is an iser chefetz, right? The object becomes usr. If you're going through cooking, if you would translate shaluk as cooked here, so now it goes from a little bit cooked to the right amount cooked to overcooked. Once it gets to the right amount of cooking, it's called cooked. So then you, it would have the iser chefza would now apply to this. So overcooked would be included according to the Ran, and therefore he had to say over here that what does it mean? It means that it's slightly undercooked. Not yet cooked, we mean not roasted. When you say you're only going to make a nether from a bushel, it means not yet cooked, not yet, it didn't yet reach that stage. But if it, once it got past that stage, now it was already cooked, so then he can't say that. However, um, the rush clearly says that he says shlakas, that over, he says shlakas over here means that it is nisbashal yoyisar midai, like the standard understanding of what shlakas are. Amar, kainim. Yeah, you cook, I mean, all cooking is with water, yeah. Salih is right, roasting. Yeah, shaluk means cooked. The Ran says, what type of cooking is it? Now, you said tafshel. Standard tafshel is cooking. So shaluk is also a form of cooking. Now, it's not regular cooking. It's either, the Ran says, normally it means overcooked. Shalakos are things that are overcooked. Here he says it actually means undercooked because overcooked, the Ran, at least the way the Mepharshim explained it, would hold it's going to be usher if it's overcooked because it went through cooking. Right, you go from undercooked to cooked. Well, now it became usher. So when it becomes overcooked, it's still usher. So he would have to say that shlakas that you mutter in means it's undercooked. That's that's the way they explain it. Now, Amar Kainim Tavshil Sha'ani Tayim. If a person says Tavshil, so originally, right, if you look at the Lashon, we said Hanoider Min Amavoshel. If you say Amar Kainim Tavshil Sha'ani Tayim, this cooked food. Uh, I, I will not taste, right? It's going to be asr on me. This tafshel shani tayim, I will not taste it. So then, if you're saying you're not going to eat anything that's cooked, then it means asr b'maisa kedera, rach umutr ba'ava. It means you're going to be asr with anything that is cooked in a pot that is now soft. Meaning, anything normally, if it was soft enough, they would eat whatever it is with bread. Iker suda was bread. Everything else was what we call, we've seen this in brachas, lalafes is apas. Right, to eat with the bread as a dip. Like we would have dips, you know, hummus and trina. In those days, all the food, if it was soft, would be eaten with bread. So what we're saying is, when you say tavshel, sha'ani kayim, 
Tavshul Sha'ani Toyem, what you mean is, Maisa Kedera Rach, anything to eat, be eaten with bread. Tavshul Kedera equals stuff eaten with bread. However, a mutter ba'aba. If it's thick, then you're not going to eat it with bread, with some exceptions, we'll see on base. If it's thick, you're not going to eat it with bread. And therefore, it's not in, again, and it's not going to be in the category of tafshil. So tafshil equals lashem and adam, things that are soft enough to be eaten with bread. Okay, umutr bebeitza termutu, we'll have to see what that is, that even though you said cooked, right, you said kainim tafshil shani tayim, which is a cooked food, Okay, so we're still going to say bebeitza uh, termuta, and uh, Tysus actually speaks out. If you notice at the beginning, we started hanoyder min hamivoshel, that was the lashon we said mutter betzli. Now we say kainim tafshel shani toyim. Why don't we say hanoyder min tafshel? Why do we change the lashon? So he says that it's a bigger chiddush because when you say hanoyder hanoyder min hamivoshel, it's something dafka. But when you say when you say kainim tafshel shani toyim, it means even though. He says, even though Rabusanachata Filohachi Mutter Ba'ava. Okay, so even though you would say that Kolti Ima's Usr, because you said Tafshil Sha'ani Tayim, which sounds like any Ti'ima's Usr, so there would be a Havamina to think even the thicker one, meaning the stuff that's not eaten with bread, Kamash Malan. So we say different Lasha, and it's now a bigger Chiddush. So we go in steps. Okay, so we said, but Mutter Bebeza Termuta, which is a specially typed. Egg, essentially what we're saying is it doesn't, it's not inclusive of the Lashain of Tafshil. Right? We're going after Lashainah. So Tafshil equals, again, anything soft enough to dip your bread into. Ubedalas hamerutza, some sort of gourd, we'll have to see. Hanoider, okay. Hanoider mi maisa kidera. If you make a nether from maisa kidera, right? We said maisa kidera, ain't asr el maisa rischasa. It means well boiled. Okay? Omar koinim hayori lekidera, sha'ani tayim, asr bechal mispashin. However, if you say, so these are all lashanas where you said a type of food. Now we're trying to figure out what's in that type of food. However, if you said, anything that goes into a pot, so now that's going to include everything. Okay, fine. So now, Tanya, Rabbi Asha, so we're, now we're going to, just by Varn, the beginning, we said, so you, a person says, I'm not going to eat any cooked food. You're allowed to have tzli, roasted food. Tanya, Rabbi Asha, okay, that Rabbi Asha will hold that, Tzli is also considered a form of cooking, roasted. And therefore, even though you said bavushal, which standard lushan you might think means water, comes Rav Yashia and says it's going to be tzli. We'll see why. Even though there's no raya zecher lodavar, there is a zecher, meaning we can find, it's not a true up raya. Okay, then in Divrei Yomim it says, when it's recording, recounting that they brought a carbon Pesach, it says, Vayivashlu, lushan abishal, what do you do to carbon Pesach? You roast it, okay? It's tzli, so that, and yet we call them avashal, okay? And therefore, it's a zecher ladaver. Now, why isn't it a raya? So the Ran says, because nidarim are really halachachar lashem b'nei adam. I don't need a pasuk. The question is, what do people mean? That's what we're trying to figure out. So it's just a zecher ladaver that we see that it could be called, we see that a pasuk could call roasting cooking. question that's actually asked here is, the pasuk says, vayivashlu es ha-pesach ba'esh. That's a pasuk in the Torah. And Rabbi Kiva Eger asks the question, why are we going to a pasuk in the Torah if we're going to bring a pasuk in the Torah? So there's numerous answers given. One answer, I don't, I don't, want, to go, I don't want to go into it uh, too far, but one answer given is that if the Torah over there, when it says, when it says, um, 
Uvi Shalta. Sorry, the Pasuk is in the Torah, Uvi Shalta Ba'achalta, Ba'makam Asher Yivchar. That the Pasuk is about Karim Pesach. So the question is, why don't we bring that Pasuk? And they say that because there it's a Mitzvah Saseh. And really, there's no Mitzvah Saseh to roast the Karim Pesach. There's just an Isser to eat it if it is isn't roasted, if it's cooked, if it's not roasted. And therefore, so the Pasuk didn't want to create, if we, the Pasuk, you could have answered that the reason why we didn't bring that Pasuk is because over there, when we say vishalta ba'achalta, really, it really refers to roasting. And the only reason why we use the Lashon of Bishal is because if we use the Lashon of roasting, then we would say that there is an iser, that, that there is a chiv, asay, daraisa, to now go ahead and roast. And there really isn't. There's just an iser to eat a carbon pesach. There's no chiv to roast a carbon pesach. There's an iser to eat a carbon pesach that isn't roasted. So they didn't want to do that. Okay. Anyways, so let's say, what's the machlikas over here between Rabbi Ashia and the Tana of our Mishnah, meaning Rabbi Ashia holds that when you know the Mishnah, that includes Tzli. Maybe we'll say Rabbi Ashia goes after Lashon Torah, but Tanati Lon Savar, Benadarm Hachal, Halachachar Lashon Bene Adam. Okay, so the Gemara says, No, that's not what's going on. Again, this is not a. This is not a machlekes, at least in our sugi, the way we're learning is like we explain. No matter what. It's not because of the Pasuk. Like we said, like the Ran clued you in that it's just a simon ladaver. Right? It's just a zecher ladaver was the word he used. It's just a zecher. It's not a hard proof because really everybody agrees. He's going to the Maskanan tomorrow. Everybody agrees that mendarm halach achalosh mene adam. Marki asrei or marki asrei. And each person is going like, what we see is nadarm is not just specific to a time period, but it's also specific to a location. They're going to go based on what was normal in their location. So in our, where wherever our Tana lived, the Tana of our Mishnah, wherever he lived, so then they would call Tzli Tzli and Mvoshel Karmen Mvoshel. Roasted meant roasted and cooked meant cooked. However, then in Rav Yashia's place, they called Tzli Mvoshel. So the Gemara says, I v'hakra nasavla. Okay, I, what do you mean Rav Ashia brought a Pasuk? So the says, no, asmachta ba'alma. Like we said, it's a Zecher, right? We've had a few instances of this already. The Pasuk that he brought was just a Zecher. Really, what's the Iker? If you want to know what's the Iker in our Sugi over here, it's a question, Benadarm, halachachar lashem b'nei adam, in not just in their time period, but also in their place. And therefore, Rav Ashia, in his, where he lived, they would call something that was roasted, cooked. Okay, cooked rotisserie, not roasted. Um, now, it's just interesting here, is that the, the, the Ran quotes a Yerushalmi that says that Rav Yashia holds that we go after Lashon Torah. So there's a machlekes between Babli and Yerushalmi on this sugya. And he says, what's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is, what happens if a person says, yayin bechag? A person says, I'm, going to, I'm not going to drink wine on chag. Now, when we say chag, when we say sukkis, what do we refer to in our heads? What's Lashon B'nei Adam? We include Shemini Atzeres, right? But if you go after Lashon Taira, well, the Taira called Shemini Atzeres a different Yantif. So that would be the Nafkamina if you go Lashon Taira. Now, the Ran brings that, even though over there he says Ravashia goes after Lashon Taira, and therefore, basically, what would happen is if you said, if a person said, I'm not going to drink wine on Sukkis, so that according to Ravashia, um, or he, right, according, to, according to him, that is not considered. That is not considered Lush and Taira, okay? So he says that Lachumra, though, the, when it brings to Yerushalmi, he was basically saying that we'd go after Rav Yashi and Moideshu Aser, 
he would say Lachumra, that even though Chag is a different Yantif, that would only be Lachumra. The Nafkamina would be what happens, again, Lakula, the Ran is saying that our, Lakula, according to our Gemara, we would say Lashen B'nei Adam, even Lakula. Okay, meaning like this, that according to our Gemara, we don't care what the Torah calls it, calls it a separate Yantif. So as far as if you can find the case of Kula, and the Farshim discuss what is the case, of how can you find the case of Kula? The point is that even here, the, based on our Sugi, because our Sugi is saying we only go Achar Lashem B'nei Adam, we don't care at all about Lashem B'nei Tar. We don't have to be Machmer for it, so therefore even Lakula we can go after um, Lashem B'nei Adam. We don't, have to, we don't have to reckon with Lashem Tar at all. And the Ran speaks this out. Okay, Kainim Tavshel. So let's go on, move on. Okay, so the, we said that if a person makes a neder of tafshil sha'ani tayem, he's going to be asr ma'ayas kadera rach umutar ba'ava. Right? Again, the way we explained it, which is really the Gemara is going to explain it, but just we have to understand the Mishnah. So a person says, I kainim tafshil, I'm not going to have tafshil. What is it? What's considered tafshil? Lashem b'nei adam. That's something that could be dipped in bread. But anything that's hard, even though it was cooked, if it's, if it's thick, if you can't dip it in bread, it's, then it's still going to, it's going to be mutter, even though it was cooked. So the Gemara says, well, what do you mean? Bahami tafshil nadar. You made a nether from tafshil. So how could you exclude ava? Okay, Amrabaya Itana kol midi demisachal be'rifta. We know the answer. Anything that's eaten with bread, tafshil karalu, is called a tafshil. But Tanya, we taka see this. If a person makes a nether from a tafshil, asr bechol mine tafshil, asr he's going to be asr in different types of tafshil. asr bitzli, he's going to be asr... Bitsli, Uvishalok, Muvushal, Vaasar, okay, different types of cooking. Be hetirios rakais, okay, those are gourds that are soft. She hachoilin eichlin bahem piton. Okay, so again, we see here, we're now including, when a person said tavshil, uh, we're including, what's the key point? Anything that's eaten with bread. So if you want to know, when a person says, I'm asering cooked food, I'm asering myself on maisek there, cooked food, it includes anything eaten with bread. Now, we're just going to show on this last point. We just said that included in these things are dolas, hitirios, which is like gourds, soft gourds that, that are good for a sick person. They heal. Is that true? Meaning dolas, gourds, soft gourds are good for sick people. So they called in a certain doctor. Doctor so-and-so, la suyu, to heal him. And he saw the doctor, as he walked in, he saw that there was, a, you know, on the table in the kitchen was some uh, a gourd, right? Like pumpkin or whatever, okay? So now Shavke, he left the house. He bolted from there. He said, forget it. V'nafak, and he left. Amar, malach Musa islay l'den bebeise. This guy has the malach amavis referring to the gourd because it's so bad for chaylim. Okay, v'ana, ayo la uh, I can't go heal him. I can't compete, the doctor saying, against the gourd. So we see the gourd is bad for sick people, not good for sick people. So Mars is like, Kasha, Haber, Kichi, Shuni. It depends if it's soft or hard. So soft would be good for Chalim, and hard would be bad. Obviously, the doctor, in his case, would have seen the hard one, the hard gourd, and therefore he said, I can't compete with it. Rabbi Bar Ula Amar, Kra Gufa, that is if it's like the outer part, the thick part, Baha, Begavada Kra, or the inner part, the fleshy part, which is softer. Okay, Dhamma Rabbi Yehuda, Luliva de Kra Besilka, the inside of the gourd, which is soft, is good to eat with silka, with beets, Lulivia. Okay, so we see that it is a good food, it's, a, it's good for healing. Um, again, that's the inside. And by the way, similar idea that Rabbi Yehuda had said, Luliva dikitna bekutcha. 
that it's good to eat the fleshy part of pishtun, of like a flax seed, with kutach, that's a, as a dip. However, don't tell this to an Amba Aretz. And the Ran says, why? Because you're essentially going to take something that could be used in making garments, kituna is flax, which is used to make linen garments, and you're going to essentially eat it. It's a much better use of agriculture to turn it into clothing than it is to eat it. And therefore, don't, don't give this away that it actually is good. Okay, however, the Rush says that this is, that both of, it's going on both of these things, okay, so he says that if you tell, don't, don't tell these cures, it's because they'll laugh at us. Okay, Rava Amar, Man Choylin. Okay, so again, that was all saying, again, what was our kasha over here? What, how did we get here? We said, Tavshil, Maisa Kedera, is things eaten with bread. An example of that in the Brisa was gourd, which we said, right, and why? Because it's good for a chayla. Which we asked, what do you mean? We see it's bad for a chayla. We had the story, the doctor ran in, he saw the gourd, he ran out, okay? So it's bad. So we had a couple of answers now, but now, right, we have a couple of answers, and understanding that there's certain gourd that's good for a chayla and certain gourd that's bad for a chayla, and that's how he answered it. Rava says no. Man chaylin, really, we're not talking about a person who's sick at all. Man chaylin, it means the Rabbanon. Rava letamei, da'ama rava, kiman matzlinon al kitzi who, 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 which shita are we going like that we daven for kitsi'i and meri'i each day? Kiman kreb yesi. Okay, what is kitsi'i, our sick people? Meri'i is the, uh, meri'i means the tamidei chacham. Kedamar, kitsi'i meri'i, shma'amina, kitsi'i, kitsi'i mamish. Kitsi'i means kitsi'i mamish, means choylem, people who are sick. And meri'i means the rabbanon. So we see over here that we daven for the health of sick people and the Rabbanon, so we call them Chaylim. We call them Kitsi and Marie, are both the forms of Chaylim. We call the Rabbanon Chaylim. Now, why do we call the Rabbanon Chaylim? So, and again, what's this Rav Yesi? So there's a Machlekes in Rosh Hashanah. There's a Machlekes in Rosh Hashanah that um, whether Adon is Nida and Bechol Yaim, okay, and that, that's Rav Yesi, Adon Nida and Bechol Yaim, and therefore we daven for sick people, versus the Rabbanon hold that the, your Nida in Rosh Hashanah and therefore, Kivan, and the Ran quotes this right here, Kivan shenigmar dinan ain't lahem. So therefore, right, so we want to know, <coughs> this is going like Rabbi Yesi, that tfila is mail. And actually, the Taisa says a more starker lashon. He says that if you daven, according to, according, if you daven, da'amar adam nidam b'chol yam, da'amar adam nidam because if, according to the Rabbanon, again, we have a fundamental question. Who are we davening for every day when we daven? So, so, so the, Rabbi Yaisi says, we're davening for the sick people, okay? Because the Rabbanon say that you can't. It was already decided and discussed and judged at Rosh Hashanah. So there's no point in davening for them. It will be a tefillah shav. To which the Gemara said, to which, which Taisus in Rosh Hashanah asked, I don't understand. We daven Rifa'enu. So who are we davening for over there, right? What's going on? How could you say that it's considered a tefillah shav if it's Rifa'enu? You can't daven for sick people. We daven Rifa'enu, which means heal us. So Tesis over there, there's a number, there's a bunch of answers. Tesis over there says, again, we have a question, right? Rebbeisi says we daven because each a person is judged each and every day. So we can daven every day because it's a judgment every day. But according to the Rabbanon, who's only judging once a year, davening every day is a waste of time because it was already decided. What are you davening for? It's a tefillah shav. So Tesis asks, and he says, no, what do we daven? Let's say Rifa'enu is to get healed. And there's many answers, but I'll bring one answer is that the, to, the, is to get healed, meaning the <coughs> gizar din that's issued on Rosh Hashanah is that we're going to get sick. 
So you can daven each day to get healed, but there's no point in davening not to get, not to get sick because that was already nigzar. That's how you have to understand it. So therefore, we can still daven rifa'enu, heal us. There's a gzar din that says a person's going to get sick, but when are they going to get healed? That's a person could daven for the healing to come at any point. Fine. But either way, what we said over here was, Rabbi Yaisi holds that we're, we're, we, we call, Mari means tamid echachamim, Okay, and we call them in the category of Marie, meaning Chaylem, right? And, that, and that's what Rav is saying, that we call them Chaylem. Okay, why? Because, and the Ran says, Chaylem Mikri Kitsiri Lefisha Nafshem and we say, where does it say? Um, so we say that, that um, the reason that Tamini Chaylem, oh, sorry. Yeah, the Ran's on Ahmed Aleph. Okay, Man Chaylem Rabbanon, Eina what do we call them? That even when they are physically healthy, they're called to the last line of the Ran, that the Torah is Matashas Kaychem. So when, when they learn the Chatim Nechachamim, it's Matashas Kaychem. Now it's, it's Mavur in the Ran over here. We always, we have this concept, right? That Torah is Matashas Kaychem. It weakens a person. The Ran seems to be saying that they're physically strong, but it's Matashas Kaychem. It's some sort of spiritual. Right, some sort of spiritual weakness, right? That the, the fight with the Yetzirah is like uh, wearing them down. It's a Matashas Chaychem. However, there are other Mepharshim that, there are other Mepharshim, the Tesis over here says, seems to say that they, it's a physical weakness. The Ran seems to say it's more of like a Ruchniistic weakness. And the Tesis seems to say it's a physical weakness. And um, there are discussions kind of, both, both ways as far as how do we understand what, what this weakness is, right? And we see, we know on the physical, if you look at the physical weakness, there's a famous story of Rechner Rishlakish with the sides of the river and that Rishlakish, as soon as he was Makabel to do tshuva, to, to learn Torah, so all of a sudden he couldn't, he couldn't go back over, right? He was too weak. So we see that it, it can cause, we have stories where it causes physical weakness as well. Okay, so, you, but we see that, and the way the Mepharshim learned this is that al that it seems like there's a, Machlik is a little bit going on over here as far as what is the weakness, what is the illness, um, and then how would, how would uh, eating these, according to Rava, eating these uh, gourds, soft gourds, kind of restore that? But either way, okay, mutter ba'ava. So we said that if a person, if a person makes a neder, maisa kadeira, he's not going to eat maisa kadeira. So we say that refers to what? Things that can be dipped with bread. So it's anything, it's raka, anything soft, is dippable in bread. Even vegetables or whatever, chicken, right? It gets, when it gets cooked soft, you can eat it with bread, Okay. But ava is not included, meaning something that is thick is not going to be, is not going to be nichal on that. Okay, so masnisin deloi kibav loi. So what we're saying is when people, people when they say maisa kadeira, they don't mean, they don't mean thick foods because they don't eat thick foods with bread. So we're saying masnisin deloi kibav loi. It's not like the bavloim damrav zera bavloi tipshoi the foolish bavloim the achel the achli lachma balachma. Okay, and as we've had this before. That in, in, in Be'ah, that they eat lachma balachma. What does that mean? That they eat bread with their bread. Meaning they eat bread with something that is cooked in a pot that's thick. Okay, so we see, we said that in our Mishnah, we, we said that we, when we say maisa kadeira, it means things that you could eat with bread, soft things. Which means hard things are not eaten with bread. Deloi kibavloi, that actually eat maisa ava, more hard things, with bread. We, we asked the people of Hotzel, 
in regards, I guess I don't know if they're like, humoring them, right? We call them bavlai tipshai, that they eat bread with the bread. So we're kind of egging them on, asking them questions like, technically, can you explain to me? Like, are you eating wheat with your wheat or barley with your wheat? Like, what level of eating bread with bread? Hadeng daisa, so daisa, again, it's made out of, uh, it's like a, a, a millet, a grain, okay? So it's some sort of grain, grainy sort of, uh, daisa is like a porridge. So the, it's made out of different types of grain. So hadeng daisa, heichan mali lamechla. For you people who eat bread with bread, meaning you eat maisa'ava together with bread, so the daisa, which is the, which is like this, it's porridge, or it's this maisa ava that is grainy, you're eating grains with bread, so now, dechiti, uh, right, how, well, how, tell me, what's the best recipe for eating your bread with bread? Dechiti belachma, dechiti, if you have daisa that is made out of wheat, do you eat it with wheat bread, meaning do you match? In the pot, the maisa kadeira, when you have your daisa that's wheat, do you match it and eat it with bread that's wheat? In other words, how much are we going, like, you eat your bread with bread, is it even bread with Wheat bread with wheat daisa, and you have to match it up. Udisari blachma desari. And if you make barley daisa, then you eat, eat it with barley bread. Oidilma, no, maybe it's good to mix it up a little. Dechiti bedesari, desari bedechiti. Maybe if you make daisa out of wheat, then you should uh, eat it with bread. For you people that eat it with bread, eat it with bread that's barley bread. Or, and then on the, on the flip side, if you make the barley daisa, you should eat it with wheat bread, right? Desari bedechiti. Rava achle bechasisi. Rava ate his, his uh, daisa, or his bread, with chasisi, with kernels of uh, uh, barley. Rava Barhuna, Ashkechil Ravhuna, Dekaachal Daisa Betzbase. Rava Barhuna found Ravhuna, that he was eating, he saw that he was eating his daisa <coughs> with his fingers. Okay, we see again, it's, it's a more uh, of a thick mixture. You can eat it with your fingers. So you go eat it with his fingers. So, why are you eating with your fingers? It tastes better. When you eat it with your fingers, it tastes better. Right? Ask any kid, why are you eating with your fingers? It tastes better. No, uh, so we see over here, it tastes better. By the way, if you use two fingers, it tastes even better. And if you use three, three fingers, it's even better. Meaning they would, have, they would have dirt on their fingers. We'll see in a moment here. And it added a little bit of flavor. So the more fingers you had, the more flavor it had. By the way, now that we're on the topic of daisa, Babylonian uh, food that they would eat with bread, so now, if they invite you to eat daisa, okay, you, you travel, you want to know how far should you go, how special is this food, you travel one parsa. However, to eat the uh, meat, the meat of an ox, you go three. You go three parsa for that. Okay, much more, much, much better food. Okay, meaning if you have to, if you, if you, if you have to spit after eating something, right, so they eat something and then spit it out, call me dame like tiflet kame rabba. Don't spit, for when, whenever you eat, don't spit in front of your, uh, in front of your rebbe, it's not nice. Levar me kra vidaisa. Okay, with the exception, meaning never, ever, ever spit in front of your Rebbe. It's not nice, except if you eat these two things, which you have to spit for. That's kra, that's a, a gourd, and daisa is this uh, daisa, shehin daimen litefalta shall aver. Okay, it doesn't digest well, and therefore, um, if you have to spit for whatever, 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 whatever eats, I'm not really, uh, I'm, I'm not really understanding the mitzis of these sort of foods, but the point is, 
that it, it brings up a certain spit and it's more dangerous to swallow that spit. So therefore, even in front of everybody, even in front of the king, you should spit it out. Meaning it's so harmful for you if you feel like you have to spit after eating these things, so then you should spit. Going back to eating with fingers. So one ate his daiso with his fingers. One ate with a branch or a fork, as we would call it. So they were having like a fundamental argument. Do you with your hands or do you with a fork? So So the guy who was eating with a fork said, who was more hygienic, he said, he, or he thought, he said to the guy eating with his fingers, How long are you going to eat your, your feces, your tzea? Right, why? Because they would go to the bathroom and then they would, they would wipe themselves and it would get under the fingernails. So and then he dips his fingernails in the food. So he's like, how, right? Right? I guess he was feeding him, which makes it more interesting. Okay. And the guy who was eating with his fingers, he said, what? You think, you think my, place, my thing is less hygienic? Well, actually, sorry. He wasn't feeding him. I'm going to go back. The guy was eating, they're sharing the same bowl. So one guy is sticking his fingers, which have the tzaya. One guy is using a fork. So they're talking to each other, like, uh, we're sharing the same plate. Dude, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Your, your dirty yach schmutz under your fingernails, you're now, I'm going to have to eat your schmutz. And the other guy goes, well, you think, because I'm with my fingers and you're with your fork, you think you're any better? Guess what? And I'm eating your spit. You're double dipping. Right? You're taking your fork, you're eating, and it has your spit in it, and then you're putting it back into the bowl that we're sharing. Either way, neither of them were uh, very hygienic. Okay, they were brought, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon were sitting, they were eating, and it was brought, what was brought to them was these uh, overcooked figs. Rabbi Yehuda ate them, Rabbi Shimon loyach, Rabbi Shimon refused to eat them. Rabbi Yehuda, my time, why are you, Rabbi Shimon, not eating? They never leave the system. Once you eat them, they get stuck inside your body, and therefore I'm not eating these. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda was very poor. We're going to see from all these stories over here coming up. Rabbi Yehuda was very poor. Ah, great. So it saves. I save my money. I can eat something. I never, I'll never, they'll stay in me forever. I'll have that food. Of course I'm eating these. Rabbi Yehuda, the Yasef, Kamehameha, of Tarfin, Amr of Tarfin. So he's sitting in front of Rav Tarfin, and uh, Rav Tarfin, I guess he was normally, like we said, Rehuda was poor, so normally he would look, uh, he, he didn't necessarily look fully healthy, because he was very poor, he couldn't afford food, um, or, uh, or at least good food. So anyways, there's one specific day, he's sitting with Rav Tarfin, and Rav Tarfin says, Ah, today your face looks good, you look satisfied, you're glowing. So Amr Le, he says, yeah, I'll tell you what happened, Emesh Yatsu Avadecha, L'sadeh, <coughs> Your Abadim went to the field. They view Lanu Tradin. Rabbi Tarfin was his Rebbe. So he was saying, Yeah, yesterday, right, the, the assistant chef in Yeshiva, or whatever, the guy, the schlepper, the kitchen boy in Yeshiva, he went out to the, he went out, okay, and they view Lanu Tradin. He brought beets, okay, meaning normally he wasn't able to, beets are more, normally more expensive, and the Gemara and Bracha says that uh, uh, Tradin are Yafal Alev. Right, has all sorts of healing properties. Normally, they wouldn't be able to get it, but guess what? Yesterday, he found the Metzio, and he was able to bring us Traden, and we were able to eat these beets, and we ate them without salt, okay, meaning, and that's why, I had good food. You want to know why my face is going? Because I had good food. And if we would have, if we would have eaten them with salt, and they, our faces would have been glowing even more. So a certain Matrinusa, Again, we saw that his face was glowing. So he said, Matrinusa, Rabbi Yehuda, Meirev Ravi. 
Okay, he called him. It was like a play on word. Normally, we would say Meir Virabi, Meir Virabi, right? Here, he called him a Meir Viravi, which means a drunk person. Okay, meaning he says, you look like you're drunk. Okay, play on words. Amr la. So he said, drunk? You think I'm drunk? That was a Lashon Shvu. I swear, Dahi Itza. In other words, I swear before you, I don't drink. I don't drink wine. Only, the only time I would drink wine is Kiddush Havdalah and the Dalit Kaisis. And by the way, even, you want to know how not used to wine I am, that when I drink wine for the Dalit Kaisis, the Chagarni, I had to wrap my temples, meaning I had a hangover from Pesach until Atzeres. So, Ella, don't think I drink wine. I'm not a drunk person. You want to know why I, I, look, I look jolly? I look happy? Why, why, my, why my complexion looks good? I'm Ella, Chachmas Adam Tayr Panov. Okay, that, the Chachma, the, the fact that I'm learning Torah, that, that is Torah that lightens up my face. Now, they actually bring from here we see that Rabbi Yehuda wasn't used to drinking wine, had a hard time drinking wine, and when he would drink wine on Pesach, the Dalit Kaisas, those four Kaisas, they would put him out to Shavuos. That he had to wrap his temples, have the sources of therapies, he would have to be hungover. They, they bring from here, the Shuvah Zerashah brings down, the Shulchan Aruch brings, it says in Makar is here, and the Shulchan Aruch brings his din, that even if you find it very difficult to drink wine for the Dalit Kaisas, you have to drink wine. We see from here. Okay, and uh, what limits the Mishabur brings down that if a person's mom is going to be sick and you have to go to bed, then you don't. But, but we see from here that there's a, there's a din to really, even if it's difficult for you to drink, I don't have these problems, but for people that have problems drinking four cups of wine, okay. Amar le'ehud tzaduki, the Rabbi Yehuda, panecha doimin, right, meaning again, so the tzaduki is saying to Rabbi Yehuda, your face, you, you look, you look like you're wealthy. Ikimal ribis, ikim chazirim. You look like you're wealthy, meaning your face looks... Now, again, we had just seen that when the Matranusa challenged him, he said, no, it's from Chachmas Adam. That's why I look, I look so healthy and, and vibrant. I have a vibrancy in my appearance because of the Torah. So again, in Tzaduki, he says to him, that So Malvi Ribis, I can explain to you. That's an easy one. Okay, I don't understand. But in those days, these were two professions which were, you didn't have to work hard. Raising pigs, they slosh around, I guess, in, in, in the mud, okay, and that, that's how they, whatever, they figure it out, okay, but in, anyways, it was, a, it was a type of pig breeders, that was a very cushy job, Malve Ribis, that one's simple, right, if a person has enough money and all you do is lend it out, you never have to work a day, if you're Malve Ribis, you just live off the Ribis, you live off the interest, right, so these are professions that they're very wealthy, and the Suzuki saying to him, it looks like, looks like you're fat, you know, you're, you're fat and wealthy, that's what he tells the Rebbe Yehuda, okay, Amar Lebi Yehudai, no, we're not allowed to be pig breeders and we're not allowed to lend with ribbis. Ella, Esrim Ba'arba Besa Kise, you know why? Because there's 24 bath, bathrooms. Isli mi Besa, Arbe Medrasha, Bechal Shavashani, Nechnasa Kolechad Ve'echad. Okay, and I go into any, any one of, there's a lot of rest stops and I never have to, you know, hold in going to the bathroom. Okay, and that's, that's a similar sort of story and that's why uh, I look so good is that going to the bathroom is very healing. Rabbi, huh? That's the Gemara and Brachas, yeah, as well. Rabbi Yehuda kara azal be medrashim. Rabbi Yehuda went to the base medrash shakel gulfa akasve. Okay, that he took a, a pitcher on his shoulder. He was carrying it. Amr gedolim malachas rechazabawa. It's worth me carrying it. Now I have a chair to sit on in the base medrash. However, there are, that's the way. That's the pashut understanding. How the, but there are some rishonim who say that no, he would put a barrel over himself. He was so poor he couldn't afford a talus, a glima, a coat, a coat, and therefore he didn't want to be seen without a coat. So he would put this. This he would put this uh, uh, pitcher or whatever. It must have been super large um, to cover up so that it didn't look 
Like he, like he couldn't, like he didn't have a coat to wear. Rishimin shakled sana kasvei took a basket, put it on his shoulder. But again, according to the Pasha understanding, it means that they were carrying, they were seen carrying a chair, and then they say the chiddush is that the mafarshim bring down the chiddush is that a talmud chacham is not supposed to, not supposed to be doing malacha. But over here, they were taking it to go sit in the base mattress, so therefore it was okay. The base of Yehuda, the Rebbe Yehuda's wife, Nafka, Nafka, she went out to the shuk, Noktas Amra. Okay, she took, she bought some nice wool of the glima. She made a coat, the hutvi. It was very chashiv. Kanafak l'shuka, when she would go out, kanafak l'shuka, mechsiya bay, she would wear it. The kanafak. Rabbi Yehuda, when he would daven, it was such a nice coat that he would wear this for davening. Okay, he needed a, again, they were very poor, so they had to essentially share the same clothing. And um, the marshal says, that it was a beged, that it was chazi. It was unisex. It was chazi for men and women. Okay, therefore it was allowed. You don't have a problem of Lesilvash Kligever Alisha. But anyways, so on mechsi umatsi, the kan mechsi ba, when he would cover himself with this beged, have a mavarach, he would make the following bracha, barach, sha'atani mi'il. Okay, zimna chada gazer, rabbi shimon ben gamliel, tanisa. Rabbi shimon gamliel was gazer, a tainis, rabbi huda loy also. He didn't come, he didn't come to the fasting house. So Amrin lay, so Rabbi Yehuda is looking, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is going through, you know, is going through afterwards with his Talmidim. Okay, who wasn't here? Who didn't show up today? Who was, let's look at the absentee list. And uh, Rabbi Yehuda didn't show up to the Beit Tanisa, even though Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was Geyser Atinus. So Amrin lay, they told, they told Rabbi Yehuda, you know why he didn't show up? Because he doesn't have clothing. He can't afford, Pasha can't afford clothing. Shadalei Glima. So Rabbi Shimon Gamliel sent these Rabbanon to Rabbi Yehuda's house with a coat, and he said, no, nah, I don't need it. He says, you guys got me wrong. He lifted up a mat that was on the floor, and he showed them there were a bunch of gold coins over there. Okay, look what I got. Ah, you want to know why I appear poor? It's because I don't want to take advantage of it. Now, the Ran and Tysus both say that really he was poor. Okay, it was a Vesamachalanes. He didn't really have this money. But he was, he was trying to make a point to them. Okay, there was mice and nisim, the Ron says. Okay, but Akopanam, we'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow with more Agatha to see examples of where the Yehuda was very poor.